Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, Beans. This is Dave. And. Hello! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Hey, welcome to KWR. Uh, this is Dave. And tonight uh, we have a focus on an, we'll say an anthology, a music anthology called Electronic Saviors. Uh, what this is, is industrial techno, um, electronica, basically an anthology of roughly 60 bands that got together to do the impossible. Um, I'm going to have on the show tonight Jim Simonic, a uh, local musician, uh, one of the front men for a reinforced, excellent local band, and he is one of, probably one of the bravest people I've met. He had to come uh, incredible adversity to turn it around, and um create this anthology called Electronic Saviors, which I'm sure I'll butcher a few times during the interview, um, where just people came to bat from People like Acumen Nation, uh, 16 Volt, Chem Lab. These are big names in the industrial world. And uh, they, well, you're going to hear it straight from Jim himself. Let's get to the interview, and uh, you're going to hear some good music tonight, too. Thanks for listening. Okay. Okay. All right, we should be good there. Um, I'm just going to have to hold you close to the mic here, and I'm going to play a tune real quick, because this, this tune actually cracks me up so bad, so i got to play this. I like getting wild at the occasional beer. I am screwing alcohol like a rocketeer. But then my wingman I love was this taken song. down at random. Yeah, a lot of people do. 
creak up all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. But I don't want to do that shit all by myself. Bear with me. here to celebrate has to happen in tandem. So, damn. <laughs> Let me know when you can drink again. All right. Welcome to KWR. With me right now, I have a local favorite here, Jim Samonic. Are you there, Jim? Hi. Hey. And that's I am that, here. that's one of your songs there. That I, I I just I had to cue that thing up because it cracks me up every time I hear it. Uh, makes me happy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the the Gothicals, I believe. Yeah, the Gothicals. Those guys are awesome. Okay, now how do we, um, how do we even begin this story of Jim Samonic? And, and this you you go by another name too. Um, Jimmy Semtex, that, that, that's my stage name, yeah, they, uh, thanks to Jared from ChemLab. Exactly. Yeah, I wanted you to, I wanted you to tell that story. Well, anyway, you, you've been a powerhouse of, uh, musical influence all over, uh, the, we'll say the greater Pittsburgh area and beyond. Um, great many people know you, you've influenced them with music, um, you've turned me on to so much music, and I, I mean, I bought a lot of band stuff just because of you saying, hey, listen to this. And um, and what can I tell you? Every time I meet somebody, I'll say once a month I'll meet somebody, whether it's at work, at a club, at a bar, or whatever. And they're like, "Oh, I know Jim. Yeah, he turned me on to a lot of good music." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. I guess that's you know uh, something positive someone can say about you. Oh, is, heck yeah! I guess not the usual. Uh, you know, within the within the scene, there's a lot of people. You know that that talk shit. But can I say shit? Yeah, of course you can. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> My show. <laughs> um, actually, I, you, now you work at Ides, but you're a musician at night. Now, the world-famous Ides, I have to say. I have friends in New York that just come out to P- Pittsburgh just to go there. And I, actually, you've met a couple of them. Um, musician at night, I say, because you are the front man. And are you the creative force behind Reinforced? Um, I don't do any of the programming or the instrumentation. I write the songs and the lyrics and have input on uh, the arrangements of the the music. But Turner uh, does a lot of the, the programming and, and uh, the the uh, opposition okay. um, of uh, of the music. Like I'll I'll have an input whenever he comes up with something new mm-hmm. and he runs it by me and he's like, Hey, you know, how about we use this, you know, uh, Line for for this song, and here's what I have going on for this song, and you know, so it, it basically goes from there. Um, we're taking a little bit of a, a different approach for our next record, which should hopefully be out in uh, 2015. But uh, we're, we're getting a remix uh, album, pre-existing conditions, uh, finished up for uh, this summer. How so, now? Um, I wanted to ask you because you know, just because I am introducing a lot of people to your band that listen to us, and I, you know, we have friends across the country. Actually, how, how would you describe your band? Um, I, I would always go industrial, but I don't think it's that simple. Electro industrial. I, I like to, um, you know, because calling yourself just industrial is a very broad uh, term. Yes, and. Uh, you know, because if you say that to somebody, then they they might think you sound like Ministry right. or Front Two Four Two or you know Throbbing Gristle or Coil or you know yes <laughs> you know any plethora of of subgenre out there. So you have to be, I think, a little bit more specific. I, I say electro industrial because um, 
we don't have any guitars, but we do have a very rock and roll sort of approach. Um, our style is, is very influenced by the cold wave scene of the 90s, but of course we don't have any guitars or anything that, that go on top of that, but our, I think our, our, uh, what we talk about, our, our content is very, you know, uh, of that mm-hmm. uh, era, sort of, um, you know, talking about interpersonal relationships and politics and, yes. um, uh, you know, this latest record, X Amount, was more about my battle with cancer and how I, I sort of connect the dots between cancer and love right. and how uh, they can be very similar to each other. Right. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how much you want to talk about that, but obviously um, I, I, it's all about you overcame something, that this atrocity, and turned it around and turned it into something positive, which a lot of people, I can't say everybody does that. Uh, I, I don't know where the turning point came. I mean, you've had a couple of victories since, that's for sure. Um, opening for KMFDM, hurrah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. I want the people to know that. You know, reinforced open for KMFDM. That's incredible. But to get yeah. to that point again where you were able to do that. Now, when did this happen, uh, Jim? Because uh, we lost touch for a couple years, uh, and I guess that's when it happened. Well, I can talk about this, you know, and I'm, uh, again, I'm very open about the subject. I know. So, um, if. If it's possible for somebody else to learn from what happened to me, I will talk to the wee hours of the morning about it if it's going to help somebody, basically. Um, but uh, I was diagnosed May 1st. Uh, I'm actually coming up in another week. It'll be um, five years. That's the, that's uh, the mark you want, which, too. That's like, that's like the milestone. Yes, it, it is. It is five years. And um, so... Uh, May 1st, 2008 was when I was diagnosed with uh, stage 2B colorectal cancer. I, uh, you know, they took uh, 30% of my uh, large intestine. Um, and, uh, you know, I did the whole chemotherapy, radiation, all that stuff, which was just brutal. <laughs> and it, it lasted, uh, I guess it lasted, let see, it lasted well into 2009 because I... Uh, the chemotherapy post-surgery uh, almost killed me. Like, I did five weeks of chemo and radiation before my surgery, uh, and that was during that summer. Like, from diagnosis, I started chemo at the end of May, I think, and it went until, like, the end of June. Uh, the day of the 16-volt Bellamorte concert was actually uh, the day after I finished chemo, and I was just in horrible shape. I, I had lost you know, a ton of weight. I was only like 150 pounds. And, uh, uh, there's actually, I, there's footage of that show. I, I did motor skill on, uh, on stage with, are you kidding me? That's incredible. Well, first of all, that's one of my, that's my favorite song by them. But yeah, for you to get up there and have the strength to do that, I I have no idea how, how you did that. Oh, it was, it was pretty awesome. Well, when Eric Powell gets on the mic and, uh, invites you onto the stage, like, he stopped the show to, to, to do the invitation. I'm just like, um, how do you say no to that? You don't. You absolutely <laughs> I'm just don't. like, hell yeah, I'll get up there. Eric's been, um, 
uh, you know, an inspiration to me all throughout my college years and, and all the way up until now, you know, I just, uh, I, I really adore the man and uh, he's a, I got to tell you, um, Eric Powell's been on the show, um, and it's so funny that you guys are friends, and yet neither one of you know knew about the show, and you're both on it. I'm going to have him on again next month. Maybe I should have you in the studio when he calls up. That would be awesome. Yeah, uh, we'll do that. He's going yeah. to—he he doesn't know I know you. It's, that's hysterical. We had a great show with him, man. He was—he was just phenomenal. That's Eric Powell, 16 volt. Um, I'm going to replay that episode probably in a month, just before he comes on again. I'll have you in. But that's so cool that he did that for you. He's, yeah, he's one of the, like, it was during soundcheck at that show <laughs> where I told him what was going on and, and before I even proposed the idea to him of the compilation of Electronic Saviors, he, he had, you know, jumped at the idea, so he was just like, yes, you know, you know whatever I can do. Um, and uh, the show, that show was just a very memorable, this was, yeah, 2008, so after that, you know, I, I knew I had to, you know, recover from the chemotherapy so the doctors were like okay you get 12 weeks off before we do your surgery which would have been September 25th so during that 12 weeks I, I pretty much you know worked and uh, uh, you know I went on vacation to Las Vegas with my buddies and uh, then uh, we came back and then my surgery happened and I knew I was going to have to wear a bag on my stomach for you know however many months until everything healed up in there you know and they took their parts out they also took the gallbladder because chemotherapy infected the gallbladder so after uh, my surgery and I recovered from that they were like okay we want you to do uh, 24 more weeks of chemo that's the last thing you like oh my god I was like okay well here we go so oh, at that point I would have like I would have a uh, an injection once every three weeks but I would take these pills every day uh, well we're losing you oh can you hear me now I can jeez that's lethal when you said 24 more weeks I can only imagine you must have like wanted to hit the floor um, yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't know, I, I, I knew I had to get through it, but yeah. I didn't realize what it would do to me, um, because the dosage on that was so high. Yeah. Um, you basically, uh, you know, I would get the injections and then I would take the pills and, uh, I made it through nine weeks before I ended up in intensive care with pancreatitis, which is a very deadly, yes. uh, condition. It's where your your pancreas gets inflamed, you temporary diabetes, you can't eat or drink anything. You know, otherwise, you know, anything that irritates that, you know, it can blow up. Uh, so what but, was helping uh, you was yeah. also killing you. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that, too. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, the night I almost, like, I, I caught the night I almost died because when they brought me, like, they had to come get me in an ambulance, you know, I was, yeah. like, dying at home. And they came and they got me in the ambulance and they took me to the hospital. And the woman that was uh, administering the, you know, the IV and stuff like that, when they when you get into the emergency room, um, and she tried to take my blood pressure and she was like, you know, you have the, the blood pressure of a dead person. Mm-hmm. If you would have stayed at home tonight, you'd have died. Wow. You know, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> How do we turn this thing around? So, yeah. you know, then they had, to, they had to run all kinds of tests, and I ended up in intensive care, and, um, you know, I was hooked up to all kinds of monitors, and, you know, they were like, you, you're not allowed to eat anything, we have to feed you intravenously, because uh, when you have pancreatitis, you're not allowed to ingest anything in my mouth. So, um... When I finally recovered from that, and this would have been in January of '09, was when I got to the hospital. Um, I checked my email, which hadn't been checked for weeks, and there was an email from Jared from ChemLab in there saying, "Hey, are you still working on a compilation project? Because uh, you know we wrote a piece for it, and uh, and that's what ended up being that that ChemLab song." Which is a that's on one that. of my favorite songs on there. Of course, I'm partial to them. Was that wait? That was like the very first. Um, I was going to ask, like, when did this? What we're talking about here, too. I should tell everyone is the Electric Saviors anthology that you created to uh, well to raise money for cancer. Yeah, yeah. And was it for going towards cancer victims research? What exactly was uh, this anthology? What was it geared towards? It was for for cancer research. Well, mainly for um, that first one, you know, the money went to a foundation that helped cancer patients, you know, which is what I think is important. It's uh, intended to to help people Mm -hmm. that are struggling with with cancer as opposed to... um, you know, the, the more science end of things, yeah. which would be like uh, lab tests and animal testing and stuff. And I know a lot of bands uh, in the genre are opposed to those sort of things. And, uh, you know, I had to make sure that the money was not going to a place that, that endorsed, you know, those kinds of... So you even had to get uh, particular about that. Now, what was when yeah. Jar- Jared La- Jared Lausch, we're talking about Chem Lab, was when he... Um, was that the opening to the idea of creating this anthology, or did you have it prior to Chem Lab? No, it was with, it was with Eric at that show. It was that show, um, oh, okay. Yeah, it was Eric, you know, talking with Eric Powell at that show kick-started the whole idea. Um, now, I, 16-year-old in Chem Lab, um, learned tracks until I got much later, and mm-hmm. uh, it, by that time, I probably had like 20 tracks before I got Jared's. So... It was um, it was coming together nicely, uh, you know, getting Eric's and and, uh, and Jared's and uh, you know, I got Ned from Stromkern, um, Wade from Christ Analog. Uh, yeah, Christ Analog, man, I, I couldn't had, believe I saw them on there. I, I had yeah, some yeah, favorites yeah, already. The final I, Christ, that the comp is legendary for a few reasons. One, we got the final Chem Lab track. We also got the final Acumen Nation track because, uh, as you know, some people know, uh, Jamie Duffy passed away right. um, last last summer, and uh, we also got the final Christ Analog track. Um, you know, so you know, we got the final Fleshfield track too, and I think that's you know another. I like that song too. Uh, it's 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 a good anthology that you know. I think at the time was pretty unique. Yeah, you know, I got uh, Jim. I got to ask you too on a personal level. I was listening to the songs like in succession, you know, and this again, this is the Electric Saviors um, 
anthology um, that you put together. I just want to make sure people know what we're talking about. Um, listening to the songs, I mean, talk about personal. I mean, almost from beginning to the end. And I talk from experience because it was in my house. I have five to six to seven. I know people infected with it, and I've known people with cancer my entire life. It's been around for, you know, as long as I've been alive. Um, but there's some very personal points to these songs. And from the moment that you find out you have it to the moment that you're recovering, I hear it in all these songs. Was that by mistake, or was that planned? It was um, what I had hoped for. Uh, and Volume 2 is, is no different. I mean, Volume 2 has to deal with the subject of, of recurrence, which is, oh, you know, what yeah. cancer patients, you know, really don't want to think about. Yeah, their cancer coming yeah. back. Yeah, that yearly, um, that annual checkup they got to go to. It's um, yeah, 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 exactly. And and volume three, which we're getting started on shortly, uh, is the remission chapter. So um, wow. three is going to be hopefully you know more of a celebration uh, of music rather than you know uh, the worry of having uh, uh, cancer again, which you know I got lucky and most other people don't get as lucky as me. I mean, there are issues that I have to contend with um, from now till the end of my life, um, but I think I came out with the better hand uh, because yeah. I actually survived it. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I found out through our mutual friend John Young that you had been sick because I just had, hadn't seen you around for a while. But um, yeah, I thank God. I'm, I mean, really, you, you really rallied in the end. That's why I wanted to ha- have you on here. Just the fact that you use music as a weapon, which to me is the best weapon you could possibly use. And it raised. We want to tell everybody how much money you did raise so far. Well, um, we're going to make the announcement in a couple of days about oh, okay. too. Um, but uh, I can tell you here first. Hey man, that's uh, cool. <laughs> the, the first volume we donated. Um, let me see the. I'm trying to think of the the grand total right now. It was twenty six plus. It was about twenty three thousand for the first volume. Uh, the second volume didn't do as well, but yeah. we are still donating an additional ten thousand because it didn't sell out. The first one did sell out. Okay. Um, but uh, the second one will sell out eventually. Um, but we will be donating an additional ten grand uh, to Gilbus Club and the Bone Marrow Foundation. Um, for volume two, and the good news about that is, is year after year, these two compilations do still sell digitally, um, and volume two will sell physically, so there'll be even more every year. Uh, I was told probably about three grand a year uh, will be donated, and when we do volume three, that's going to even compound that. So the goal is to make it to. Uh, I would I would love to be able to make it to a hundred grand, you know, these compilations. That I know that's ambitious, but uh, the fact that we are already going to be over thirty is pretty awesome. It's incredible, just with an idea. You're doing so much more than a lot of people. Every there's so many people that don't even acknowledge it, and we'll get into that a little bit. Um, right now, I just want to just to loosen things up a bit. I want you to pick a song. And we're going to play it right now. Uh, we have so many to choose from, and I'm really putting you on a spot, because I know you'd probably love every single song on these things. Pick a song right now. We're going to um, play one right now. Play the Strong Current Notes from a War. Okay. That's what we're going to do right now. All right. Hold on, folks. Uh, let's get this rolling right now. What is this part of me? 
What is this strange disease? This thing that's killing me that I can't touch, that I can't see. It's in our manifold. It's in the path I chose.
All right, we're back, folks, and that was Strom Kern, one of the many songs that you'll hear on this anthology called Electric Saviors, and we have Jim Jim Simonic to thank for this. And there'll be more in the future, of course. And uh, one of my favorite tracks, me and we were just talking off the air a little bit about your buddy who wrote your uh, wrote your drinking song. <laughs> uh, Brian from the Gospel, yes. Yes. And, um, go ahead. I, I met these guys. Uh, it's been, I don't know, I guess about seven years. We played a show together in Cleveland um, in 2006, and this was shortly after Feudal Longings, our second record, came out. And um, uh, he was uh, one of the few people that that bought from all merch people that night. So uh, I guess that that was when I first met the guy. Um, and uh, we just uh, I don't know, it's changed you know pleasantries online uh, over the years until uh, they were going out on tour with Caustic and Prometheus Burning, and I did that show. Um, at Pegasus, and, and uh, you know, when I asked him to be part of the compilation, he was like, <laughs> "Serious track for that," because generally a compilation is what the Ah, you're fading out. Uh, they're they're more, you know, they they do sort of a comedy thing. Right, right, and I'm gonna play that one after everything's said and done, so that everybody could hear because that one just makes me smile. We were we were laughing hysterical. Oh, yeah, we played yeah, that last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, so so he proposed the idea to me about the song. I was like, that's perfect. And uh, and then when we got it, it became a huge hit. I mean, he was playing it at festivals and stuff, and um, and it became very well known within the genre, you know song so um eventually though they stopped playing it because i can drink now <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah uh there is a track on electronic series too um who wants to be uh part of our superhero team right now it's just me and jim <laughs> is the name of it um but uh i have no idea what they got cooking for for volume three so <laughs> I'm sure it will be entertaining, to say the least. That's great, man. I, I, how great was it to get back on the stage and perform again? I, I, want, I wanted to ask you, um, what did it feel like to get back on stage again? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't actually take much time off from the stage. Uh, I had a show two weeks after my surgery, opening for Imperative Reaction and Society uh, TV. And... Um, Aesthetic Perfections at uh, the Pegasus Club. Now, this was two weeks out of surgery. I couldn't really move on stage. I had to pretty much stand in one place, but I wore a pair of scrubs on stage for that show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, to answer your question, it always feels good to play live. Um, but I, as far as uh, playing live, we really didn't take much time off. I, I was shows while I was going through chemo. We we opened for um for Isotilla uh once and uh, it was during uh, my chemo. You know, um you, you touched on something there. Um most people that I know that actually continue to work through their chemo, um whether or just going for walks on a daily basis, they're the ones that actually um come out of it the best. Whether it's keeping busy yeah. or keeping your body in motion. Yeah, I I didn't the, you know, before I got um, sick with the pancreatitis, like 
after my surgery. Mm-hmm. During the um, five weeks leading up to, like, my pre- pre-chemo, yeah. like, in that time, I didn't miss any work. Like, I worked every day. Uh, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> it was pretty horrible, and uh, my boss was falling apart, but um, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, miss I wanted to share with people um, one of my uh, one of the better moments I had uh, one of my uh, actually a lighter moment but also just a, a hilarious moment at the same time with you um, goes back to the voodoo show way back when oh at, my goodness yeah at the Rex Theater we're, we're dating ourselves yeah that's okay that. I'm just saying <laughs> but yeah Michelle Walters from Voodoo and they uh, once again it wasn't Eric Powell from 16 Vote it was them Voodoo invited you on stage and I thought it was hysterical because the album was new and you <laughs> you didn't know, you didn't know the words to the song and you really did a great job at it <laughs> and like you told me after the show you're like man they pulled me on stage that that, that album's new man I don't know any of the words <laughs> I think I think yeah actually I, uh, I that was great the theater show yeah nobody knew the difference <laughs> okay that was um there's a video of that yeah I know <laughs> um it was, um, they were doing more Gretel cover, and they, they told me to stay on stage for it, right. and, uh, and I was like, I, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, just follow our lead, and I was, like, yeah, I just laughed, but that was great. Follow funny. our lead. How can you tell a vocalist to follow? That's funny. Uh, anyway, I got a kick out of that. That was a good show, though, but, um, then yeah, of course. Yeah, was, yeah, Chris Connolly was there. Yep, yes, yeah. he was. Pretty awesome. Oh, that was a great time. Great time. Now, you're also, I I should tell people too, you're a concert promoter. You get bands into town, and if you don't get them, you at least get their CDs for sale, because that's how I've heard a lot of stuff you you get at Ides there. Um, Are you still promoting, like, any bands or trying to get new bands into town? I have more machine than man tomorrow night. (laughs) All right. Nice. With uh, a definitive strike up at the Garfield Artwork. So, yeah. Um,. The, I, I still do, on average, between 15 and 20 shows a year um, at various venues. We use 31st Street Pub, the Rex Theater, Mr. Small, the Garfield Artworks, like uh, the Thunderbird Cafe, any place that's appropriate for the show and the uh, size of the show that we bring in. Um, I've been doing distortion production shows since 2000. Okay. So, um, yeah, so this, I'm in my 13th promoting right now in fact in may it'll be 13 years oh man um, yeah well i've been around for all those years and i have the cds to prove it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you have man ton of them um do you have any favorites off of the first compilation um do you have any that like you just can't get through a week without listening to it's the whole thing yeah uh, i think the song that i did with encoder and uh patricia wake yeah. Uh, really yep. is, is really personal. Uh, I wrote that song in an afternoon. Um, Cable from Cleveland, uh, he was a promoter out there. He's in the band Encoder. He sent me that track and it was instrumental at the time. And I said, you know, this is really... All right, we're back here. Yeah, we got some kind of windstorm going on between here and Ambridge. I don't know what's going on, Jim. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's see. Well, in, in passing, why don't you tell everybody where we can find all this music that they need to purchase? Because it's all it's just fantastic stuff. Well, uh, the second compilation can be bought physically and digitally from um, www.metropolis-records.com uh, or any record stores that are carrying uh, a niche like electro-industrial music like Hyde uh, or uh, Digital Ferret, Philly, um, Amoeba, and, uh, and San Fran. I'm oh, sorry, that's in L.A., L.A., um, you know, so uh, any of your finer record shops, your indie shops, um, and uh, the first volume is unfortunately physically sold out. Um, you know, you might be able to find it on Amazon or Discogs or something, um, but uh, you should be able to uh, find it digitally on the Metropolis Records website as well. Okay, and these are both, it's Electric Saviors 1 and 2, or are they, you're going by different Electronic names? Electronic Saviors? Electronic yeah. Saviors, okay. Very good. Um, one, one is just Electronic Saviors Industrial Music Cure Cancer. The second one is uh, subtitled Recurrence. Um, and, uh, you know, hence the, the whole theme of uh, cancer coming back. And I, I also wrote essays in each of them to sort of, uh, you know, uh, flesh out, you know, what the comps are about and stuff and uh, what we're out to do. Uh, and we are working on the third one, which is uh, subtitled Remission, which uh, will hopefully be out about this time next year. Excellent. Well, you're, again, another artist giving back and coming back with power. I mean, seriously. Uh, I, I, I love the force that you came back with um, after what you went through. We'll talk again. We're definitely going to continue this again some other time, and I'm going to have you on when Eric Powell's here. Um, oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah. Thanks so much, Dave, for oh, doing this. Oh hell yeah, man! No, we've always we're always looking to give back when it comes to situations like this. And I've talked to many artists, and I have another one on tomorrow night. Um, you may want to listen in on him. He's a lot younger uh, too, and he's uh, he found a way around his adversity as well. And he has a real good sense of humor about it, which uh, most of us would not. Um, you'll hear that tomorrow. But, uh, well, actually, tomorrow, meaning Wednesday, the, your show is going to be uh, a week after that. So let's not try to confuse the audience. Why don't you pick a song, and we should play one more for the road here. I'm really curious to see what you pick next. Okay, well, let me grab my call, because I have it right <laughs> here. <laughs> so let's do... Um, uh, let's do Ice and Killa from Wasteland to a Dream. That's uh, number eight on uh, disc number two. All right. Sounds good. All right. I appreciate it, man. Uh, definitely, Thanks, Dave. I enjoyed this. You uh, you know, um, we'll do this again. And, um, again, I'll be in touch. And, and listen for that Eric, Vol- uh, Eric uh, Powell 16 volt, rather. Uh, that episode will be coming up soon. And uh, when he's back in here, I'll have you in with him. Awesome. Sounds great, man. All right, man. T- thanks again. And uh, let's play a tune. All right. Good night, folks. Thanks, Dave. All right, man. Thank you, Jim. That's Jim Simonic, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good night.
Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business, spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.